0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Before we get into our new series, I want to share a message on the theme of Thanksgiving. And the title of my message is simply this, Thank God It's My Day. Not Friday, but it's... My day, and I'll explain that in just a little moment because I believe we need right now a healthy reminder of the power of thanksgiving, particularly in light of the circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in today. And I've got some friends who have joined me today. They're part of our worship team, who for one, I am very grateful for. I really do love and appreciate everything that you do week after week after week. And also there are a lot of people working behind the scenes. You can't see them today because they're behind cameras, they're behind mixing desks, and without their involvement, without their help, we would not be able to bring church online to you. So I for one am just very, very grateful grateful today. And I trust that when I finish this message in a few minutes time, that we will have a greater appreciation for God and the people in our world and the circumstances and situations that we are facing. So if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 100. I love Psalm 100. One, because it's only four verses long, so it's really easy to read, uh, but it's, it's the content which I really, really love. And it says this, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth. Maybe you can shout at home right now. It says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His people, the sheep of His pastor. Then it says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name, for the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all the generations. Isn't that good? Isn't that good news? This morning, I just want to highlight a few things that thanksgiving is. And firstly, it's this, that thanksgiving is a commandment. We've just read that we should come into His presence with thanksgiving. This is more than just a suggestion. The psalmist is is telling us, he's not asking us. It's a command, it's stronger than an ask. And I lovingly want to strongly encourage you to Give God thanks today. Be thankful for the people in your world. Be thankful for the things that you are presently facing, even the tough things, because they are making us better people. Not only did the Psalmist command that we give thanksgiving, but He also told us how to do it. It's very clear that when it comes to thanksgiving, it should be done joyfully. It should be done gladly. It should be done continually. In other words, we should keep on, keep on, keep on with our thanksgiving. But also it should be done thoughtfully. In other words, to think is to thank. And we need to take time. Sometimes we don't know what to thank God for. We don't know what to be thankful about. And the reality is it's because we just haven't stopped to think long enough about the things that are in our world, the people that are in our world. And so I want to encourage you to have a sila moment, a pregnant pause. uh, Stop and think about the things that you are grateful for. Because if we stop and think, we will have lots and lots of things to be grateful for this morning. Thanksgiving is a command. Secondly, Thanksgiving is a choice. See, God wants us to be thankful as a lifestyle, not just on Friday, Not just thank God it's Friday. That obviously implies that it's the end of the week and we get the weekend to ourselves. But we should be able to say thank God for Monday and thank God for Tuesday. Thank God for Wednesday. Thank God for Thursday. Thank God for Saturday and thank God for Sunday. Thank God for today. And that's why I've entitled my message. Thank God it's my day because we have an opportunity to make a choice. Our thanksgiving is not dependent on circumstances. It's dependent upon the choices that you and I make. This is my day. This is your day. And we get to choose our response. We are not victims. We we are victors and we get to choose. So I would say to you out there, choose well today. Choose well today today. Maybe you could uh, write in the comments today as, as I'm sharing this word, some of the things that you are grateful for. I know I won't be able to hear you, but I believe there is power in agreement. So it'd be great to hear from you. Even though I won't hear from you, we can actually see those comments come in. What are you grateful for this morning? Come on, this is your day. You have an opportunity to choose well. Circumstances change, but the psalmist says God doesn't. Why do we thank God? Because He is good. He's always good, He's consistently good. And so we should be thanking Him all the time. Thirdly, thanksgiving is a priority. In other words, it's something that should be done first, not as a tacked on afterthought. It's one of the things that we love to do here at church When we have staff meetings or leaders meetings of any kind, we always start with praise reports because I believe it's right that we put God first and we give thanks first. Yes, there's problems that need to be solved. Yes, there's issues that need to be faced. And I don't mean to underplay the pandemic that we are facing. It is a very real issue and there are very real needs and there are very real problems. And I don't wanna diminish those in any way, shape or form, but I do wanna balance those things and we balance them with thanksgiving. Fourthly, thanksgiving is an entry point. In other words, it opens the door to the heart of God. You might say, how do I know that to be true? Well, I know that to be true because it opens the door to my heart and it opens the door to your heart. Prior to this pandemic, when we were allowed to go to restaurants and and actually eat in those restaurants, we had an opportunity as a family to go to our, our, our local pub where we, we'd get a nice little meal. And, and uh, I, I never forget what happened this particular day. And it was just prior to the pandemic. The uh, elderly gentleman went before us and he opened the door and he held the door open so that we as a whole family could get through. And my older daughter, Jordan, was the first one to go through the door. And, and, and she looked at this man and she said, thank you. And his response took me by surprise. Now, he was an older gentleman. And he went like this Oh, oh. And, and I actually panicked initially because I thought he might be having a heart attack. Do you remember that, Jordan? You're here today. You remember that? And, and, and then Mitchell, our son went out and he also said thank you. And he went, Oh, oh. And I thought, Oh, he's having a second heart attack. And then our youngest daughter went through and she said thank you. Went, oh, I can't take it anymore. And, and, and I, I said, What? And he said, To have teenagers, to have young people say thank you, that is so very rare. And I thought, wow, isn't it amazing that we can actually model Christian virtues in the simplest ways, such as just giving thanks. And we were able to have a little conversation with that person. And because it's our regular place that we go, I look forward to seeing him again more than likely uh, once this pandemic's over. Praise, or thanksgiving, sorry, it's an entry point. In actual fact, in the message, verse 4 of Psalm 100 says, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise, thank Him and worship Him. That's good news. So, so if we're going to talk about thanksgiving, let's, let's just dig down to know exactly what thanksgiving is. See, I I believe when it comes to thanksgiving, we've diluted it down to good manners. In other words, we've simplified it down to the way we raise our kids. Maybe as parents, you can remember doing this or still do it. And you look at your kids in the eye when you give them something, you say, what's the magic word? And and, and that's their cue to say, thank you. But but while I believe that has its place, and we used to do that with our kids when they were much younger. We didn't use the word magic word, we used it God sentence. What's your God sentence? For, uh, for us, thank you and please and sorry were, were real big words that needed to be echoed in our home regularly. But, but I believe Thanksgiving is much more than just a magic word. And I believe it's far more powerful than that. I know most of you would have a mobile phone, uh, an incredible device, and I thank God for my phone. And uh, what I know about my phone is that it can make more than just phone calls. Can you imagine having this incredible piece of technology in your hand and, 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 and think that all it can do is make phone calls? Well, the reality is it can do much, much more than that. At least my Apple phone can. I don't know what the Android users are out there. Maybe, maybe you're limited, but, but for the Apple users out there, you'll know that a phone can make much more than just phone calls. We can send text messages. We can get online and search any piece of information that is out there. It's a calculator. There's all kinds of things we can take notes. It makes you a great phone. It makes for a great video recorder. There's so many uses. And I I believe when it comes to Thanksgiving, like our phone, it's more than just a magic word. It's more than just saying thank you. It's more powerful than that. And so today, I, I wanna highlight three things or three outcomes when we are thankful. Three powerful outcomes when we are thankful. And hopefully this will help us manage and get through this pandemic that we are all facing. And so the first thing I wanna highlight this morning when it comes to thanksgiving is thanksgiving guards our heart. And when I talk about our heart, I'm not talking about the organ that pumps blood around our body. I'm talking about the spirit, the real us, the the, the person on the inside of us. And in Philippians chapter 4, Paul says this in verse four, Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, Rejoice. Let your gentleness, sorry, be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, there it is, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul is very clear with his instruction. He says that we need to present our prayers and our requests. Here it is with thanksgiving. That's the instruction. This is the what to do. And then He says, if we would do that, then the result would be that we would experience the peace of God, which transcends understanding, which transcends the things that we are presently facing in this world at this time. You see, thanksgiving protects our heart against anxiety and against worry. It doesn't mean we won't have those things. It means that when we are thankful, it guards our heart against those things. You see, we need a daily reminder of just how blessed we are. I can't help but think when our kids were much younger and we were raising them in those formative years. And one of the mantras that we developed in our home that we shared with our kids over and over and over again was was this. And, And maybe you wanna do this with your kids at home, but it was as simple as this. I'm blessed by God to be a blessing to others. Is that right, Jordan? How many times did we mention that? How many times did we say that? Over and over and over again. I'm blessed by God to be a blessing by others. And when there was a whinge, and when there was a worry, and when there was a hurt, and when there was a complaint, we like, say, Come on, remember Jordan, remember Mitchell, remember Bailey, you're blessed by God to be a blessing to others. Now, repeat after me I'm blessed by God to be a blessing to others. Everyone at home right now, wherever you are in line, I'm blessed by God to be a blessing to others. And if they didn't say that with the emphasis and the energy that I believe that needed, I'd say, come on, let's do it again. I'm blessed blessed. by God God. to be a blessing to others. You see, I believe that's God's heart. No matter what you're facing today, no matter what you're going through, there's always something good that's taking place. And we need to remember that we are a blessed people, particularly for us here in Australia. We are incredibly blessed. You know, in this life, we're always going to have needs. There'll always be worries. And there'll always be our wants. Maybe Naomi, you can just come up here and just help me with this little illustration for a moment. You know, having needs, worries, and wants doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a person, am I right? It doesn't make you a bad person, it just makes you a person. And it doesn't matter how old you get, There are still needs, there are still wants, and there are still worries. Isn't that right, George? I think when it comes to age on this platform right now, you beat me by a couple of months, so you're just that little bit older than me. But what George and I were discussing earlier is that when we were younger, we had needs, wants, and worries. Now that we're older, we still have needs, wants, and worries. They just look different, but they don't go away. See, some things in life are a problem to be solved, And others are a tension to be managed. I believe when it comes to our wants, our needs and our worries, it's not a problem to be solved. It's a tension to be uh, managed. And I believe thanksgiving is what helps us manage the tension between our needs, our wants and our worries. And so maybe Jordan, you should just come up here and just, just help me to illustrate this point. See, when we place thanksgiving in between our needs, our wants, and our worries. It protects our hearts. It takes our eyes off all of those things that are there. They're there. But we're no longer focused on them because we're focused on the things that we have. We're focused on the things that God has done. We're focused on the things that we are grateful for. Thanksgiving guards our heart. And I wanna encourage you this week, and maybe even today, to put Thanksgiving between your needs, your wants, And your worries. Why? Because the devil wants to distract you from all of those things. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. That wasn't too hard, was it? Brilliant. The devil wants to rob us and stop us giving thanks because he knows if we can focus on our needs, worries and wants, we'll be impotent and irrelevant to the equation. Secondly, when it comes to thanksgiving, It also aligns our soul. I'll never forget my very first car. I bought it with my own money at the age of 16. Now, when you buy your own car at the age of 16, you can imagine, I didn't have much money, so you can imagine the kind of car that I ended up buying. It needed a lot of work. And I remember driving that car and and having to fight with the steering wheel and uh, have to fight with the steering. It was always hard to steer. And I'll never forget going to my friend across the road, Uncle John, who was more of a mechanic than I was or ever will be. And I said, what, what, what's wrong with my, my car? I find it really hard to steer. So he took it for a drive. He said, "Ah, oh, that's simple. He said, your, your wheels are out. They need aligning. Your wheels need a line. You need a wheel alignment. And so I took it to the mechanic and uh, got my wheels aligned and I could not believe how much easier it was to drive that car after I'd had a wheel alignment. Thanksgiving is like that. It brings our soul into line with our spirit. What is our soul? Our soul is our will, it's our thoughts, it's our emotions. And and let's be honest, in, in, in a pandemic like this, our thoughts can go crazy. Our emotions can go crazy and our will can get the better off and say, I, I'm not gonna do this anymore. But thanksgiving helps bring all those things into line. I remember as a young man watching this film, maybe some of you out there will remember it. It's called Zulu. And uh, it was a great film. And I'll never forget it because there was this one scene where these British soldiers, this little British outpost in the middle of Africa uh, was being invaded by these six foot plus Zulu warriors. And you can imagine being in that situation, the terror, the fear, the doubt, the thoughts that would flood your mind in that moment. And I remember these little soldiers, this little outpost in their red jackets, shaking nervously as these Zulu warriors were closing in on them. But what stood out to me was, was the general who stood there in his red jacket with his helmet on. And I'll never forget the words, he said, as the Zulu soldiers were closing in. He said, steady lads, in true British form. Steady, steady lads, steady. And I believe that's what Thanksgiving does. I believe that's what Thanksgiving does to our soul. When our emotions are all over the place, Thanksgiving says, Steady. We have a God who loves us. Steady. We have a God who's in control. Steady, lads. We have a God that is sovereign. We have a God. Is not taken by surprise during this pandemic. Steady mind, steady will, steady emotions. Steady 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He I believe you're never more in God's will than when we are being thankful. As a pastor, and I think most pastors could vouch for this, one question we get asked as much as any other question is this, what's the will of God for my life? And that's a little bit of an ambiguous question. So I always start with this answer. Well, the unknown will of God is found through doing the known will of God. And there's lots in the Word of God that we know we should do. And when it comes to thanksgiving, we know we should give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because the Bible tells us that we should. So we'll never tap into the unknown will of God if we don't first practise the known will of God. If we harbour unforgiveness, we won't walk into the unknown will of God because the Bible tells us that we should forgive one another. That's known. That's the things that we know to do. And so when it comes to thanksgiving, Let's practice it. Why? Because we know it's on the heart of God. See, God doesn't just want polite kids. He wants us to speak His language. I've had the privilege over the years of travelling to many different parts of the world uh, and particular parts that don't speak speak English. And one thing Kath and I always pride ourselves on doing is learning a little bit of the language that we, uh, of the the nation that we are going to, just to see if we can't fit in. And we always find it's a little bit of fun. And and I'll never forget uh, going to France for the very first time. I I did a little bit of French at school. Uh, When I say a little bit of French, I mean just a tiny little bit of French and I didn't do that well. In actual fact, the only D I ever got in school was in French. But I do remember a couple of words like we and uh, that, that, (laughs) that kind of helped me when I was in France. But uh, I'll never get this. One day I was in a taxi with my wife and, and uh, this guy was driving along at a rapid rate and, and, and uh, one of the locals ran out in front of him. We had to swerve to miss this guy that ran out in front of this taxi driver when we were in the middle of Paris. And in my best French accent, I found myself going, Oh, imbecile! And you should have seen the reaction of the taxi driver. He smiled at me. He appreciated my effort to embrace the language. And I just went, oh, oh, oh." I just felt so, so French in that moment. Why did I want to speak French? Because that was the language of the nation that I was in. And I believe the language of heaven is thankfulness. And we'll never be more like God than when we are speaking words of praise and gratitude and thanksgiving. We need to speak the language of heaven because it's going to bring our soul into line. Our soul shouts, I need! But thanksgiving silence it with, I have. Thirdly and lastly this morning, thanksgiving enlarges our faith. Psalm 69 verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving magnifies God. I don't know if you remember being at school. I know some of you still are at school, but when I was at school, uh, we used to have the opportunity to use a magnifying glass in certain lessons. And I always found it fascinating because as you look through the magnifying glass, it would enlarge whatever you were focused on. Whatever you were focused on got bigger. And I believe when we focus on the problems, those problems are gonna get bigger. When we focus on the pandemic, it's gonna get bigger. And let's be honest, when you turn on the news today or turn on the television, it's coronavirus this, coronavirus that. And if that's all we focus on, that's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger in our thinking. But the psalmist says, let us magnify the uh, God. Let's magnify the Lord. See, thanksgiving reminds us how big our God is. And when we focus on Him, He gets bigger. Now, to all the theologians out there, I realise that we cannot make God bigger. I get that. But we can make God bigger to us. He can become bigger to us and He can come bigger to us in our understanding. And when we focus on Him, and we focus on His goodness, we see that, wow, He has been really good in the past. And not only has He been good in the past, but He's been good in the present. And if He's been good in the past and He's been good in the present, guess what? Wow, He can be good again in the future. Let us magnify the Lord our God this morning. See, without thanksgiving, we tend to forget what it is that He's done. I, I'm not much of a musician and anyone who knows me knows that that's a massive understatement. Isn't that right, Naomi? She's being very kind, she's nodding. She's being very kind, it's an understatement. I, I'm not a musician, I, don't, I sing, but I don't sing well. I do love singing. I know if there's anyone out there at home that loves singing but you're just not good at it and so you sing anyway, that's me. But I know a few things about music and uh, I know that on a keyboard there are certain keys and, and All those keys, when they're pressed, make a note. And maybe Bowen, you can just illustrate this point for a moment, as you just play one key, one note for us listening at home right now. That's a note based upon a key that you've just played. Is that right? You Just press down on a key. He's nodding, looking at me like, you really don't know much and that would be true. But I also know that Bowen has a sustain pedal And that sustaining pedal helps that note last longer. Can we just uh, illustrate that, Bowen? I trust and hope you can hear that at home. That same note, it didn't take any more energy, has now lasted a lot longer because of the sustaining pedal. And that's what that pedal does, it makes the note It makes that moment last longer. And I believe Thanksgiving is like that sustaining pedal. You see, all of us in our life have moments where God does incredible things. All of us have moments where incredible things have happened to us. We all have those notes in our lives. But what Thanksgiving does, it adds the sustaining power to that note to that moment in our lives. And instead of being a single moment, it's something that lasts longer and it carries the past blessing into our future. It takes a past event and we carry it into the present and ultimately carry it into the future. In other words, his past provision will speak into his future faithfulness. That's what thanksgiving does. It takes a moment in time. And without thanksgiving, we we tend to forget all the great things that have happened. And I trust and pray today that you'll take precious time just to stop and think because to think is to thank. And when we start thinking and we start thanking, we're gonna start realising, wow, God really has been good in the past. We were talking about it just the other day with Jordan who got married to Nathaniel in January. It seems like such a long time ago. But as we reflected on that and we started remembering all the good things that took place and the goodness of God over that time, it was like we were experiencing it all over again. That's what thanksgiving does. It takes the goodness of what God has done in the past and brings it again into the future and uh, into the present and it speaks to our future. Church, do not forget that God was good that God is good and that God will forever be good. David knew this to be true and that's why he wrote in Psalm 23, that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. This is good news, church. This is good news. Thank God it's my day. Thank God that His faithfulness, His grace, and His love has empowered me to make good, godly choices. So let's choose today to be grateful. Let's give Him thanks. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au